Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Shredded Ed, Cardio Johnny, Paul C, Matt Mork Super Troll, and Brazil Hadley. The best infotainment show around where you'll hear us joke, banter, and debunk all the nutritional myths you've heard time and time again, helping you get fit, healthy, and shredded. All right, well, welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast, episode number 29. So um, we don't have anyone else from the Nonsense Nutrition guys on uh, this episode, but we do have a super brilliant special guest who's actually going to take our last episode of the year. So, um, uh, is it Shane J. Nugent? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I thought it was. I'm trying to think back that's to right. good, old, good old Facebook. Uh, MSC, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Welcome. So, Even um, that's on Facebook. Just yeah. being dead egotistical for absolutely no reason there. No, no. No, <laughs> no qualifications are very important. But biceps are more funny, important. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so, uh, thank you, mate, for coming on. Uh, we've been talking about you for ages, just because um, you're definitely one of the good guys in the industry and someone that I love. Love the content you put out. So, um, I've been meaning for ages to get you on, and uh, we've had such a hectic schedule, really, in terms of guests and stuff. And obviously, you're so busy. But um, for the listeners that don't know who you are, so. Who, who is Shane? Or Big News? Who is Shane? Yeah, but they put, if they don't know me as Shane, they'll probably know me as Big News, maybe. Um, but yeah, basically, I'm a nutritionist. Um, as we've just highlighted there, you know, I did my studies and all that sort of stuff, focused on that for many years. Um, and then essentially just left my job and started up SGN Nutrition. So I'm the owner, um, founder of SGN Nutrition. So work in a couple of different areas well a few different areas really over recent years so just to you know not be given a four hour long introduction here i'll try and keep it as concise as possible so the three main areas really over the last few years has been primary school programs you know to get the kids involved a bit more educated and starting you know forming some healthy lifestyle habits and that sort of thing and getting the parents involved so that works really well um currently the main focuses right now are with my weight loss clients so i have my own clients personally that i work with some of them are on like a one-to-one basis or in like a group basis whatever sort of works for them best um and i also do a little bit of a, a sidestep and, and work with lots of pts from across the uk and there's a few across the world actually now as well which is pretty cool um and some of the pts out there you know just struggle a little bit with the nutrition side of things or maybe they're fantastic at nutrition they just don't want to focus on it they want to focus on other areas of the business and Mm. that sort of thing and i basically help them outsource their nutrition so essentially they don't have to so you can get somebody hopefully trusted to come and do a little bit of work with their with their clients and get you know accelerate their results and like I said, you know, the, everything that I do is um, cringy as it sounds, you know, it's all to do with the long term, bigger, bigger picture. So there's there's a million and one ways of, you know, getting like six pack in six weeks and like, you know, yeah. the, tw- the 12 day shred before your like bikini holiday or whatever, which is, look, I'm, I'm not saying they're bad things that they, they have their place, um, but I think the industry is a little bit too short sighted. So despite that it might not fit perfectly for everybody i'm very much the the long term you know let's teach everybody how to fish and invest a bit of time in the clients rather than just constantly giving them the fish and you know as crap as the analogy is but you know that's essentially where where i am right now so 
so yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell, really. Cool, cool. No, um, it's a fantastic, uh, say, idea or service to be honest that you you're offering to obviously these PTs that you're kind of always partner with, I guess. Because you're right. I mean, it's something that some of the PTs I know that mm. I guess like let's not beat around the bush. Uh, the the level of nutrition knowledge that you get taught during kind of like your reps level three four uh, PT stuff is dire. Um, <laughs> which, which to be honest lends itself to the, the well, personally what I would think is the level of nutritional support or nutritional uh, or coaching they give out so I think that's a fantastic idea and I wish more PTs would probably do that um, yeah but don't get me wrong there's probably just as many bad nutritionists or dietitians out yeah. there, even ones that obviously you know dietitians with dietetics degrees I guess there's plenty we know we talked about before there's plenty of poor ones of those as well yeah i've had quite a few clients over the years say oh can i just have your second opinion on this and they've sent like a meal plan across from a a gp or a dietitian or a you know nutritionist in their area and you know it's it makes for pretty pretty funny reading some of the bits and pieces again i'm not you know i'm not here to pull other people apart that's not what i'm here for but at the same time you're absolutely right there's significant improvements need to be made unfortunately in the industry before we start getting you know people on the on the right path really long term yeah sure sure so obviously that kind of feeds in nicely to what we want to talk about today so i guess like the main thing that i suppose i wanted to cover and i think obviously you're one of the best to, to talk about is really kind of this um this time of year christmas um we've seen all the fit pros out there kind of saying things around Oh, well, I suppose the standard FitPro message has always been, oh, this is how you survive Christmas. And, you know, we've kind of given out some tips and hints about people how to survive Christmas. Because it can be a time where it causes a lot of anxiety for people. Like if they have been dieting and <clears> working <throat> hard towards a goal for all year, Christmas can certainly be quite an anxious time. And in, in how do you get through it without doing loads of damage, which it can be done. People, And then I suppose you've got the other side of, of what seems to be really popping out and a big bugbear in mind if fit pros out there talking about how oh it's just christmas it's just one day it shouldn't do too much damage go out and enjoy yourself and while i completely agree with the sentiment behind it um it's almost a bit too forceful in terms of saying yeah you should go out and binge eat that makes sense yeah yeah it's it's almost a bit counterintuitive in some in some respects i mean (coughs) excuse me (coughs) so it's funny actually because literally I'd say an hour and a half ago I actually put a post about this exact topic in all the different PT groups that I work with to to try and just give a little bit of grounding to to this area because um, you know there is no perfectly right or perfectly wrong answer for a million and one people it just it nutri- you you know yourself you know nutrition just doesn't work like that so yeah. what I did was you know I just took a bit of a a balanced approach which is quite rare, you know, sometimes everybody goes, this is the only way to solve this problem. Like, you know, that's not how things work generally. Um, So I just said, you know, if you're one of those people that, like you said there, you know, let's say you've been getting fantastic results throughout the year for like 80% of the last 50 odd, you know, weeks of the year, you've been on track, um, despite, you know, aside of the odd holiday or, you know, Easter or taking the kids out the weekend or whatever it is that's, that's maybe caused a bit of a challenge for you. Despite those things, you've been doing absolutely fantastic. You've been getting great levels of body composition. You've been losing weight. You know, you've been hitting all the targets that you want. Um, and you want to enjoy Christmas and, and the new year and the parties and the festivities and stuff like that as much as you possibly can. Um, but whilst almost having like a damage limitation filter on during that period of time, 
then you know the the post was just basically about you know creating like little buffers and things like that like you know if you don't normally go for a walk on your dinner break you know maybe you could do that for 45 minutes each day for the next five days create an extra few hundred calories just contribute towards your calorie deficit if you're already training at the gym five times a week it might not be sensible to add a sixth workout on if you're working out twice a week maybe add an extra session or two on that might work within your day-to-day life happy days if that works for you fantastic if it doesn't don't worry there's other ways we can do it and then there was that you know just to you know give a bit of balance you know you do get people who you know no let's be fair whether it's right or wrong no matter what you say they're very much like it's Christmas. I don't want to have to worry about it. And now, now that that's fine as well. That's absolutely fine. But what we can't do is say use that one strategy with everybody. That works for everybody. It doesn't work like that. You know, there are some people who would like literally prefer to stay ridiculously consistent for 45, 46, 47 weeks of the year, so that over Christmas they don't have to worry about it. They might put on four or five pounds or whatever over Christmas that you know that period and New Year. Um, and they just don't care because they're, they're getting great results 40 odd weeks of the year. It's not an issue. Whereas, you, like I said, if you're really conscious of staying on track over that period and maybe like wanting to maintain your body weight over that period of time, you know, we can add on, an, if you're losing a pound a week, we can add on an extra 500 calories per day. Um, happy days. That If that gives you a bit of a budget so that you can enjoy yourself for a week or 10 days or two weeks or whatever, um, and not necessarily have to t- worry too much about, you know, increasing fat mass, then happy days that you know you've got to think about everybody as an individual and not just going like yeah. you know oh forget about it don't worry about it it's just christmas everybody needs to binge you know or, or equally the complete opposite you know we can't just say everybody should calorie count and buffer and do that exact way either you know so just find getting people in front of five you know two three four five different mm. strategies whether it's day-to-day physical activity structured exercise whether it's re- reductions or, or tweaks in their nutrition and just getting them to hand pick like a combination of their own really and go this works for me because i've got three kids and and i don't really need time consuming stuff so i'm going to tweak my nutrition because it's not necessarily going to take any extra yeah. time up you know if you're a single you know, when you you know you live on your own or something like that, you've not got any commitments and you've got plenty of time, all the time in the world, and you know you might want to do an extra two or three gym workouts during the week and spend an extra three or four hours in the gym or whatever. Happy days, but it's, it has to work right for the person. That's the totally. that's yeah. the gold standard. You know what I mean? It's not the the sexiest way of looking at it. I just yeah. don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, totally. And I guess like I, I love the point you made around. Um, I guess obviously, what was I going to say? So yeah, I mean, I, 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 I love the whole the, the whole, well, I suppose the whole ethos of it. In that, I guess people are you know like you say can easily be consistent for so many weeks over the year, and yeah, some people do want to kind of then let them themselves down or, or let their hair down over Christmas. Um, yeah, I'm probably one of them to be honest. I'm very much that I'm, I'm consistent for most of the year, but come Christmas yeah. Day, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. I will probably go pretty hard. Yeah, he's um, having ter- Terry's chocolate orange for breakfast. He's yeah, having a whiskey whiskey yeah. with his dad at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Look, I'm an Irish man. You don't have to tell me about that stuff. Yeah. That's exactly what route I take every single year, and I wouldn't change for the world. No, no. Um, but I think that, that, your, your that works for me. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's what it highlights in that. I think, and, and maybe obviously we'll, we'll move on after the, this kind of the bit, but we talked about in our, in our episode about Christmas dieting. Um, an overall message, even though we're trying to give people all these kind of 
ideas, hints, tips to, to help them through, was you need to enjoy it your way, whatever way that is. Like, just basically don't feel pressured into binging, don't feel pressured into counting calories, the kind of point you just made. Just find your approach that you are happy with, I suppose. Cool. Um, cool. So that all being said, um, I guess one of the reasons I thought that it's really nice how you talked about kind of obviously the, the rest of the year and how people kind of manage the diet the rest of the year, I guess that's probably the one of the key things around kind of being healthy and happy. It's like, well, actually, all these things like the six-week shreds and all these kind of little things, as good as they are in terms of maybe getting short-term results, um, success over the long term, they're probably not quite so efficacious um i would probably say so yeah maybe like and this is what you want to talk about okay so right for people january time of year where you reflect on the year and think oh god what am i gonna do next year so like inevitably everyone comes up with the health and fitness goals so what what are our like five tips in terms of helping people kind of set some goals and and moving on to keeping them so i think um the thing is, right, when, I, when, I, when I'm working with a client, especially if it's one-to-one, the biggest thing when it comes to goal setting is to ensure basically that it's got some sort of um, emotional investment on, on your behalf, you know, um, in that end goal. Again, just to completely, you know, go on what, back on what I've just said, not for everybody, not for everybody, but I, I genuinely do believe that, you know, the vast majority of people would benefit from, let's say, for example, instead of saying, for example, I don't know, I want to get a six pack before March or something or, or whatever, you know, whatever it is, it's just like a purely aesthetics thing, which is nothing wrong with that. But, you know, when it comes to, you know, it's chucking it down with rain on January and in the evening and you, you, you've got the January blues, the Christmas period, taking its toll, you're a bit heavier than you were before and maybe and all that sort of stuff is having a six pack on your on your holiday going to take you out of that house and go for that run in the rain or go to that gym session at nine o'clock because you had to work late or essentially do the stuff that are it's actually quite quite tricky to do in reality yeah or would it be better to have a goal that's like something really i don't know let's say if you've got kids or something like that maybe we could relate it to to becoming the best role model possible for for your for your kids um so you know they see mummy or daddy exercising three or four times a week you know, can you imagine the 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 benefits that's you know you're you're, you're going to be it's a knock on effect to the people that are around you now, um, and it's not necessarily just like a number on a scale. Maybe I want to I want to hit twelve stone like that's my, always been my target. And you think well, you could be fourteen stone and look incredible potentially. You know, so what why 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 not twelve point two pounds you know what what's the difference you yeah, know yeah, sure. um specifically what do you mean by that goal if that makes sense and how does that like you know integrate into your day-to-day um and into your your, your life how are you emotionally invested in that that goal i mean nothing to do with nutrition you know some of my goals for example is to do with you know creating a family and creating a house that my family's going to grow up in and for that to happen um you know i've got to make sure that the business is running well for the business to run well i've got to help as many people as physically possible which is why we're here today on the podcast obviously um so you know all of these little steps add up to the to the greater goal which i'm emotionally invested in it's not just i don't know a a rolex or something or yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) I absolutely know what you mean. I guess it's like having that kind of, uh, I I suppose you'd you'd refer to it as intrinsic motivation, but this kind of like intrinsic 
emotional attachment. Have you listened to the recent Danny Lennon podcast yet with Tim Noakes? Because that just popped into no. my mind. Now, for, no, I for, haven't. But he's actually on my to-do list. <laughs> very, very much on my to-do list. Yeah, without a doubt. It, it, well, for, for the wrong reasons, it was really, really good. Um, but it was just something <laughs> that popped did. out. Yeah, something obviously that popped out in my mind just then when we were talking about kind of emotional attachment. It's like obviously his his premise and and method is all around, as you know, low carb, high fat, um, basically ketogenic diets, and um, because I think his dad died of diabetes. And also, I don't know if he had diabetes or, but basically he was overweight and he lost loads of weight from doing keto. So he's so emotionally invested in it. That's now he now almost only sees that yeah. as the only way. Yeah. And that kind of popped into my head because like he's now got this such strong um, motivation to do it from this emotional attachment to the fact that his dad died of diabetes. He's helped a lot of people recover, yeah, like, yeah. In, in air quotes, from diabetes, etc. So. It's kind of like that. That's how it actually is, and like you can relate that back. If you can find something, and like this, by the by, whether he's right or wrong, but this whole emotional attachment yeah. thing, if you can find that in your goal or in you know, kind of, yeah, in your goal, I suppose, then that that just shows you how such a strong driver that is. Absolutely. I get again, you know, not to go too much into it because obviously it's a bit of a maybe potentially controversial topic, but you know, if it. If, like I said, you know, if I was aiming just to get a six pack, just purely to for the sake of looking good, for me personally, that's not going to work because, you know, tonight it's chucking it down with rain. Just signed up for a marathon. Am I going to go out for that run because I want that six pack or whatever, or am I going to do it because, you know, it, it creates a bit of a buzz and it inspires other people to take action with their. Mm. Um, health fitness weight loss goals and helps them believe in themselves more and stuff like that you know that means a lot more to me and helping you know inspire a lot more of the people to maybe take not the same course of action but you know set some big goals and, and just get out there and achieve them really so you know that's the thing for me and that works for me some people are incredibly motivated just by aesthetics and if that works for you obviously they, what I've, everything i've just said doesn't apply to you um but i'm just saying you know the vast majority of people i really do believe go about the goal setting itself the skill of goal setting itself in the wrong way um and they just literally get a, a, you know they get their, their their notepad out and they just like start writing down like oh i want to be at this weight on the scales by june and then i'll go on holiday and then you know it, that's fine initially but there will that will come apart at some point it just it just will you know if it's something that's, that means a huge amount to you um and that can maybe you know you have a bit of a buy-in from someone else or something like that let's say you've got a training buddy that you may be letting them down as well if you don't go and all that sort of stuff or like i said if you know if, if it's for your family or to become a role model to your kids or your mm. your brothers and sisters or friends family peers whatever then you're much more likely to hit that goal i think um and, and get out and do whatever you need to do to to get from a to b really um regardless of what what's getting in your way um, and you'll start creating solutions you know another post i put out recently was about you know i i, I don't want to sound like one of the military style you know workout guru guys where they're like you know you can have gut you can have like results you can have excuses but you can't have both but it's sort of right you know you can you know you can get to you know let's say you weigh yourself every weight loss is your goal and you weigh yourself every friday we can get on a call and get there every friday you can have like a myriad of awesome excuses like 
you know, the car broke down or, or it was too cold, or it was windy and like I just couldn't do this many work, I couldn't do this, couldn't do that. If you don't create solutions to those, even if it's just like, you know, <clears throat> not a perfect solution, but just it's better than doing nothing, basically. Like maybe get YouTube out. There's a, mil- a million free workouts on YouTube. Mm. Do, a, do a home workout in the living room if that's possible, if that's a solution for you instead of going out on a 20-minute run. Happy days, do do that instead. And then we can get on the call and you go, you know, I didn't lose two pounds, but I lost one and a half pounds because I've created these solutions to these problems I had and, you know, tweak my nutrition and stuff like that because I was, you know, I had loads of stress and, and that sort of thing. So I got in loads of high satiety value snacks and stuff or whatever whatever, whatever the thing is, you know. Um, but yeah, if, if does that all make sense? I hope yeah. I'm not waffled on No, 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 <laughs> totally, totally. No, um, absolutely agree. Uh I mean, I, 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 that's something that I've thought about before, kind of like, I hate these memes or these things or like, you know, motivational quotes up you get. But some of them you do read and think there is there is an element or basis of truth in it. And like the excuses one is definitely one of them. And that you, you kind yeah. of, you're coming up with excuses to not do stuff, but what's the outcome? Well, you've not done what you need to do to get to your goal. So you're yeah. not going to reach it. So like the excuses, as valid as a lot of them might be, the, the idea is having a plan B or having some a way around it, like the, the things you just come up with. Without a doubt. Um, so assuming that someone's kind of got this, or, or I don't know, say say the, I was going to say this emotion bit nailed down or the, the motivation bit nailed down, what else can they do in terms of trying to help their resolutions <clears throat> uh, and stick to those goals? Okay, so, you know, when it, this is the thing. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a big fan of keeping things really nice and simple with the nutrition um, in an attempt to get as many people as possible, just a really simple system to follow um to get the biggest sort of return on their investment in tweaks in their nutrition results wise so for me you know just having like a step-by-step system where if you've just got to be considered you've got to make sure that you're you're making tweaks or planning at least and making those tweaks in advance so let's say it gets to i don't know tuesday afternoon at work if you've not planned what you're going to have the day before you're likely to be making your decisions based on like a rumbling stomach. So you're making like an emotional decision almost. Mm. Um, and you, you know, I know you and I both know what my go-to emotional food is, my friend. Pineapple many, on pizza. Many, many, <laughs> maybe not the pineapple, maybe not the pineapple. <laughs> you told me you weren't going to make me angry on this. Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, I have to log off in a minute. <laughs> no, this is, this is the thing, you know, of course, I'd choose pizza any day of the week. If I'm stressed and worked up and I've had a really bad day and I'm low on energy and I've not planned anything, I'd, you're so super tempted just to just go, sod it, I'm just going to have a pizza. I don't, I'll work it out tomorrow. I'm not interested. Right now, I just don't care. Just get me up. Whereas having said that, if I'd have planned that the night before and let's say I'd have taken my lunch to work and I know that I'm having like a, I don't know, tuna mayo pitters or something like that with like loads of jalapenos and, you know, salad and all that sort of stuff and, loads of beautiful foods high in protein high in five a day material that sort of thing you know i might be stressed i might of course i still would prefer a pizza but you know once you've eaten that lunch that you planned in advance you think actually i'm full i'm not i don't i didn't need that at all and it's minimizing those you know the the times where you you, you know you you're you're ready to like you know throw your my fitness pal yeah. out the window and all that sort of stuff minimizing those occurrences as much as physically possible and one of the biggest things is literally planning your nutrition in advance yeah. if you you make decisions on a day-to-day minute basis on a minute-to-minute basis the majority of people you know you know you can't have a cup of tea without a biscuit like is that part of it is that part of what you wanted to do today or is that just an emotional instant 
decision you know what nutritional value is that bringing if you're on a weight loss journey how many calories is that roughly you know is that what's that doing it what effects that having and you know even if you do want the odd treat plan the treats include the treats in the plan that's still absolutely fine nothing wrong with that but um you know just making instant decisions on a day-to-day basis is highly unlikely to get to yield a fantastic result really yeah and again again you know you know we've got to have a combination of science and anecdotal evidence i suppose you know this is purely in my experience you know of which with hundreds of people now i've had the pleasure with with so many different people and it's just a case of you know people who plan their nutrition in advance have a lot less chance of um you know slipping up when yeah. when you know when when they get stressed and their boss like drops a big caseload of work on their desk they didn't realize and gets the lunch time they've not brought their lunch with them what you're going to do you're going to go out and look for some comfort food you feel like crap you want to feel better so you, you're going to reach for something to make you feel better and, and a lot of people use food as a method for doing that yeah yeah um, <clears throat> so yeah so i think number two would definitely be planning your nutrition in advance especially um without any shadow of a doubt yeah to be honest um that's something probably one of the big, biggest and first messages I give to anyone when I first, I first start working with clients is stop um, kind of um, freewheeling. Is that, is that the right phrase? Freewheeling? Yeah. I don't know if I made that. Yeah. I've heard like freewheeling kind of your nutrition because yeah. for all the reason you've just said and like even down to like my fitness power when you're kind of tracking it, put it in the day of the morning or in the morning or in the day before. Just know what you're eating because yeah. for one thing either, like you say, something changes and all of a sudden you can't have what you had. Um, if you haven't like planned advance and taken it with you, you will make those wrong decisions, you know, inevitably because for the reason you've said as well, I don't need to reiterate them. But one of the, the, the other things as well really is like when people try, especially if they're kind of going down the flexible dieting approach, um, you know, it's like Tetris trying to fit in different foods. And it gets in the day and yeah. all of a sudden they've not planned. They're like, oh shit, I've got to find a food, uh, find a food that fits my 90 grams of fat I've got left and one gram yeah. of protein. It's like, oh, good luck with that. It's kind yeah, of like, yeah, it's yeah. just that, that kind of plan in the head. Just, tablespoons of rapeseed oil or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, yeah, that, 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 those sort of scenarios are just why it's always key, I think, to say planning in advance is just such a huge, I mean, say key. I mean, a lot of people can do it without doing it, don't get me wrong, but a lot of people again completely agree with you in experience can't so yeah. um i don't i don't know if there's any evidence on that actually or not i've never seen it's not i suppose that's more into kind of like behavioral behavioral stuff yeah it's probably the psychology behind behavior change and things like that maybe um but yeah it's, which is, again it's not something i'm well versed on at all you know it's but at the same time you know it just makes perfect sense if you're if you're feeling like crap at that specific point in time that moment you're going to make a very different decision if you you know in comparison to if you've planned those foods in advance you know it probably speaks to sense more than anything i think yeah definitely Um, but yeah so probably number three let's have a think so i think making sure that any approach that you decide to take is individualized so you know i respond really well to having like low carbohydrate intakes on non-training days so almost like a basic form of carb cycling um so basically on exercise days you know i do crave that extra energy that extra fuel and and i do want to have that extra carbohydrate um hit if you like throughout that day especially before a training session or in the in the you know throughout the day leading up to that session um with the new marathon training regime i dare say i'll be absolutely murdering plenty plenty of carbohydrate sources maybe some of those will be pizza we'll have to see um but 
you know, so it works for me if I, if, you know, if I'm, if I'm wanting to lose a little bit of weight, um, you know, just to reduce the carbohydrate section, you know, have a big chunk of calories being emitted from that section of, of my diet and increasing the protein intakes and also making sure that I'm having at least five portions of fruit and veg per day, not because that magically, you know, overnight, you know, shreds an extra pound of fat it just makes you feel fuller for longer and you get a lot more food that way i mean i'm a quantity man you know like i said at the start here i'm an irish man so we don't you know we don't we don't there's a there's a fa- <laughs> famous saying not really but there's a saying in my family right you don't eat until you're full you eat until you're sore in this family so you know then probably not the best thing for nutritionists <laughs> to go out without a podcast but i totally agree but at the same time you know i like my quantity so how do i fit in a way that gives me as much food as possible on my plate for as minimal sort of calorie intake yeah, as yeah. possible and the way of doing that is increasing you know protein intakes um you know we know a lot of that gets lost through the process of digestion energy wise so we've got a chunk missing from those intakes in that area. And then we have something like, you know, I don't know, it could be, you know, even just things on your dinner break instead of having, you know, it could be whatever you're having now, Greg's pasties and things like that, Subways, I don't know, whatever it is people are having right now. If you swap that for, you know, vegetable soups and things, it's incredibly difficult to have a thousand calories on your dinner break from vegetable soup because there's so much volume of food and, and, and it's very low in calorie density per gram. Um you know, just incorporating salads and things like that and having smoothies and adding loads of fruit and veg into the smoothies. On So you've got a smoothie like this size, so your full stomach's absolutely full to the brim, but actually it's pretty low calorie density yet again because, you know, the main ingredients could be, you know, I don't know, bananas and like, you know, spinach, raw veg and things like that. You know, there's, there's loads of ways around it, but that that's what I'm saying is that works for me. So I found little tips and tricks and things like that that, that works for me. Whereas somebody else actually might respond better to just going low fat because day to day, their dietary intakes come, proportionally speaking, quite a lot from, from fat intakes. So therefore, they've got a lot more room to manoeuvre, whereas my habitual intakes might not have that much fat involved at all so for me to go low fat would just be nonsensical you know i'd be much better to reduce the carb carb in brackets pizza elements and yeah. maybe reduce those a little bit um and some you know somebody else might be better going low fat but again just like a, a really nice and simple approach that you're going to love that you're going to enjoy but it, it's individualized for you and your day-to-day you know um commitments you know again like i said earlier everybody's got a different backstory if you've got four kids running around the house you know it would be fantastic to do some like you know save with jamie oliver or something like that and have these like six hour roast dinners at the weekends and save that and use that throughout the week for different recipes and is that going to work for somebody you know with four or five kids running through the house and and you know having to dedicate time like that to do stuff like that Probably not. Whereas if it does work for you, then fantastic. And you can find a way into implementing that. That's great. So it has to be personalized and individual, basically, whatever works best for you. That's also, you know, dare I say it, safe and, yeah, you know, yeah. not just some sort of fad, basically. Um, how, just so on that then, so just how, how could someone kind of maybe just, just from a basic level kind of start to think about how they individualize themselves because you've given some really good examples there but I just want to yeah. try to give some actionable stuff for people listening in terms of say well okay what have, what's kind of like the main 
thing I could do to then individualize or what, what's my decision-making process in terms of how I individualize it then? Yeah. So I think a lot of it will be down to trial and error because, you know, it, it would be fantastic if, if we could do some sort of like, I don't know, magic test or something and go, Oh, you know, by your yeah. genes, this is the, the best approach for you, which is probably another topic, maybe on another <laughs> podcast or something. But anyway, um you know that would be ideal but it's just i i just don't think that that's going to be realistic at all it doesn't take into consideration lifestyle facts and things like that so what i would say is let's say for example just let's get some basic methods in there so increasing protein potentially you know that it's never really going to cause you any problems in doing that um a lot of people in the uk don't really have fantastically high protein intakes on, on many occasions so if we could increase the protein um elements literally just having like make, making sure that you're having five or six portions of your five a day each day every every day as many days of the week as possible um and then let's then maybe just go in like either high fat maybe low carbohydrate or let's say you know low fat high carbohydrate you know vice versa and seeing how you get on in both of those examples yeah um so now we've got like you know good source of protein good quality source of protein which i personally think is going to benefit the vast vast majority of people out there we've got the five day elements so the vitamins minerals micronutrient elements are all being ticked now and then we can start manipulating, you know, the other macronutrients, which obviously, you know, if you if you fit a high carb, low fat approach, happy days. See see how you get on for like a week, you know, tweak those um, percentages in something like my fitness pal and start logging them. So take a look at what different types of food groups, you know, fit into those macronutrients and start adding a bit more carbohydrates in there, providing that your calorie intakes are where they need to be, of course. Um uh, if it doesn't work for you, fantastic. Try a little bit of a high-fat approach. See how you get on for a week. Um, if you feel fantastic, happy days. If, if if it needs tweaking again, you know, maybe go a little bit more of a balance, 50-50, and reduce your protein intakes a little bit. But either way, whatever, you know, it just has to work for you as an individual. And, and when you're trialing those things, I mean, I've given a few simple, literally just blueprints there. They're not really any specific type of dietary strategy, really. Like if you want to like go paleo or something or whatever, you know, it's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it personally, but if you want to try that, then see if it works for you. As long as you're getting plenty of vitamins, minerals, micronutrients, all that sort of stuff. And, and it's, you know, healthy, so to speak, and, and it works for you, you get your result, go, go for it. You know, if you want to, you know, try a famous approach like that or whatever, then happy days. If you want to calorie count, if, if you want to do like an, if it fits your macros approach, there's there's loads of different ways. So for me, for me to say like, oh, here's an exact step by step process of, you know, um, creating a perfectly individualized, um, you know, regime, it's it's tricky. You know, you do have to do a little bit of fiddling about and going, yeah. look, I just I was I just felt like crap for a week. I, I don't know what it was, but I think you think, okay, maybe it's because you're going low carb. You know, we we need to tweak that. So let's get your your carbohydrates increased for the next week and and reduce maybe you know, compensate that through the, through the fat intakes or something, yeah. you know, something like that. And then next week you think, actually, I felt a lot better. My exercise improved. Yeah, brilliant. I'm happy with that. And vice versa, whatever. Yeah. I guess, I guess does that, because that lead on to tip number four and get a coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without any shadow of a doubt. I think if, if somebody's breathing down my neck, I, I'll just find the easiest way of doing anything. You know, I'm generally a, you know, uh, let's find the shortest route to A to B type of person, despite being a very long term, 
you know, um, orientated person, nutritionally speaking, um, as you know, at the end of the day, if you've got somebody breathing down your neck, you know, it's and and and, and, and keeping you held accountable to doing the things that you said you were going to do. Let's be fair, you know, you've got way more chance of of staying on track, you know, and and going yeah. through right to the end. You know, <clears throat> the thing is as well, like weight management in particular is like a long term thing. You know, it isn't just like like we said earlier, like a, a five week shred and that's it. You've completed it. You know, it doesn't. It just it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's generally a long term thing, depending on where you are right now. You know, depending on what start point you have. Um, so yeah, it, you know, it's going to take a long time. There's going to be some serious challenges along the way. Whether it's you know, touch wood, obviously, hopefully not for everybody, but illnesses. You could be, you know, you could could be holidays and stuff like that. There's always going to be Easter. There's always going to be Christmas. There's going to be birthdays. There's going to be those things are never going to change. What are you gonna what are you going to do in those weeks, in those days, you know? If you've got a coach there helping you through step-by-step step that's, you know, helped potentially assist, change the lives of hundreds of other people, you know, you can you can fast-track through all those mistakes that, that you, you know, that other people have made um, by working through, through a coach that can give you the advice that you, you avoid all that, um, which yeah. I think is only a good thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I guess, like, if you can't afford a coach... <clears throat> Um, you can create accountability in other ways. So even like, I don't know, um, you say, telling everyone on Facebook about your marathon, but you sign up for a marathon. Yeah. You're kind of like, you're telling everyone, you know, you want people's money for charity. It's kind of like, well, oh shit, now I've got to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? And all, all joking aside, that, you know, the, the last marathon I did was about three years ago. And I, that, I knew I would... I was probably the unfittest I'd ever been. Really. Well, not ever. I wouldn't say ever, but um, I was in you know pretty unfit state. I would be, I'd focused on education and work because I had to work full time and do my education on the side. Like there was again another excuse. It's 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 absolute rubbish. You know, I probably still watch ten hours of telly every week. Mm-hmm. But you know, at the end of the day, I, I just sat there and thought, you know, I'm just going to focus on these two things and that's it. Yeah. Those are the most important things going at the time. Um, and I thought, do you know what? I was on my dinner break at work and I just thought, you know, Chesterfield, where I live, um, were actually setting up the first marathon that they'd done for like 25, 30 years or something like that. And I thought, like, the stars are aligning in here. You know, this is, I've always wanted to do a marathon and all of a sudden I've just seen an advert on Facebook or whatever it was to go and do this marathon. I was like, let's, let's see, let's give this a little go. I'll have a little sneaky peek. And then, I found myself signing up and just saying, you know, there's no way I'm going to do this unless I've just commit today and get and and, and just do it. Simple as that. You know, you have to sign up, you know, once you do that. And then I created a, a just giving page on Facebook because I know that I could come up with every excuse in the books. Oh, yeah, I pulled a muscle. Oh, you know, if I'm really struggling on those long runs and stuff when you yeah. have to do 18 miles in the rain and stuff like that at the weekend when you could be in the pub or something. You know, it's not the nicest thing in the world to have to do. But, you know, I just thought, so how am I definitely going to corner myself into never making that excuse regardless? Mm. And that's where the charity work came in, you know, and I'll be doing the exact same again this time, you know. So, you know, when when my brain on those tricky days starts trying to debate with itself, yeah. like, oh, you could just stay in today. You could just not go for that run. You just think there's no way. If people are giving me hundreds of pounds for a charity, I'm not letting them down. No way. It's just not happening um so yeah you know that will be happening again so uh everybody keep cool. a look out for the charity page yeah yeah well shameless plug for charity no 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 i don't think it's ever shameless for charity um no, absolutely no we'll we'll 
we'll get well when Ed, Ed will do this, but I'll get Ed to put the some links stuff in the show notes at the end. So we uh, we'll try and get people. What um, have you got a specific cause while we're talking about it that you? Yeah, to? so I always anything for charity I do, I just literally do it for cancer research. Okay. Um, you know, there's been a couple of you know things happen in my family and extended family to friends and people that I know in the area, and you know not to go into it too much, but you know some you know really upsetting situations. Yeah, sure. You know, it just makes perfect sense considering cancer's had such an effect on people that I know to, you know, try and do something about that, basically. Yeah. I think, I mean, most people have probably, I mean, what is it, one in three people suffer from some form or, or touch by it in some way. So, yeah, yeah. It's, always a, it's always a great shout or a great cause. So I'm sure we'll have plenty of people that want to want to donate. So we'll stick some links up. Definitely. Um, cool. So I guess... Um, Let's go for let's go for one more. So um, we kind of talked already, I guess, around kind of like the emotional investment, um, keeping it simple, planning ahead, yep. kind of thing, yep. um, personalised individual um, approaches, and then lastly, the accountability stuff. So what what else can we do to help us stick to our goals? So again, it sort of ties in with the goal setting side of things at the start. There, really, you know, as, as part of your goals, you, you know, you, at the end of the day, if you if you carry on doing the same thing you've always done, you'll always get the same result you got in the past. So therefore, we have to change what we do as a habit, not just have an idea of, you know, let's use the marathon as, a, as an example. You know, I have to start running at least four times a week to be able to get fit enough to be able to do that. So therefore, how many miles am I going to do Monday, Wednesday and Friday this week? Let's get that planned. Let's get that in, in the diary and stay accountable to that. If you can't do it Monday and something craps up, fantastic. How are you still going to fit in that four runs per week? And then how are we going to increase the mileage at the weekend? So, you know, your long runs at the weekend, generally speaking, get you know, you add a couple of miles on or whatever, but you can't do it too fast because you increase your chance of injury and all that sort of thing. So accountability wise, you know, making sure that you've got something in the diary so that not only have you got like a big long-term goal, but also like, you know, stepping stones along the way. So let's say, for example, um, nobody knows this, by the way, but so this is quite nice to uh, hold myself accountable here publicly, but there is actually uh, my um father-in-law basically he's he's wanted to get fitter and stuff and we you know we were on holiday a couple of months ago and we, we kept threatening to join like a you know a 10k race or something like yeah. that just to spear us on um so anyway i've ended up doing the, doing the complete opposite and just go let's go for a really hard marathon yeah why not um, <laughs> with, with, with one of my friends from university so we just went out on the weekend and he said oh i'm doing this marathon do you fancy doing it and i was like that ties in with everything i've been wanting to do so done that but what we're also going to do is along the way have a stepping stone where by xyz date whatever it is we're going to also do a 10k race as well because i need to be fit enough to run that distance anyway by that time so let's help out my you know father-in-law and you know and and do it that way as well you know so he's happy so you know i'm I'm accountable to him so by, by that date and i'm also accountable to my friend over the long term um with the ridiculous idea of doing another marathon. Honestly, I, I, I literally can't believe that I've even signed up for it again. You know, he must be the best salesman in the world. Then I did the last one, right? And on the finish line, the mayor of Chesterfield at the time um, came up to me and said, you know, next year we're thinking of doing another one. It's been a really good event and all that sort of thing. Do you fancy jumping in and doing another one for us? And I literally just went, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Sorry, no, I'll do a half marathon without a doubt but not another one and then yeah. 
few years down the line, that, guess what's happened? Yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I've never, I've done three or four half marathons, I think, back when I used to do a bit more running five or six years ago, maybe a bit more. Um, never done a full one, and I always said it is. I suppose I'd say bucket list. It's on. It's on a list of things to say that I'll do before I yeah. die. Um, I just don't know when. Like, because I can't bring myself yeah. to want to do it. <laughs> I know, I know a guy that's just signed up to do a marathon. Oh, I don't know if you want to be no, accountability pro- buddies. Pro- <laughs> probably not, mate. No. Um, I, honestly, it's just such a commitment. It's such a huge commitment. Because, like you say, yeah. four. Like, I don't know. I suppose four or five nights is going to be typical from now until the end. If not, maybe like six. I don't know how much like recovery time you really give yourselves. But I guess yeah. even when you're doing four or five nights running, some of them might be recovery runs or something a bit lighter. Yeah, but you still got yeah. to do it. It's just such a huge yeah. time. Like when you start getting up to big miles and you're doing three or four hours worth of running. Yeah. I don't know if I can commit that. I know, yeah, well, I've, I've got to get the, the wife involved as well, run the bath well, for when I get in and stuff. So yeah. I could like barely crawl up the stairs <laughs> at the end of the long run. So I've got a bath waiting for me. You know, yeah. if I lived on my own, I'd just be like, I don't know. I crumble. Yeah, I'd be yeah. tapping out every weekend. No, I, I do. I do. I do like the point you made around kind of signing up for things on the on the way because it kind of brings in a lot of these things we're talking about into one little thing. So like you've got the accountability, yeah. obviously your, your father-in-law, and you've kind of broken your thing down to a smaller step. So you kind of you know like you say you got you're not focusing on the fact that you're going to run a marathon <clears> in a year. You're focusing on right by that point I need to have done five k. By this point I need to have done ten k. By this point and it just breaks it down to smaller goals, which I think yeah. is a nice <clears> thing. Because that 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 kind of trans transposes um, over to anything in nutrition. Yeah. You know, like when you when you're talking about coaching as a as a good example, like you're not going to go right. This client's come to you and all they eat is shit. All they eat is junk food and crap. Don't eat any fruit and veg. Low protein count. Um, not active. You don't go right. All of a sudden, I want you to eat twenty portions of fruit and vegetables. <laughs> it's just never going to happen. So no. you just kind of no. say right. First goal is something small. Add some fruit and veg or add this. Oh. And, all joking aside, I've literally this there's clients that I've worked with where some of them have said, Look, I know that where my nutrition is right now and I'm not happy with it. Um, let's just completely overhaul the whole thing. And I've sort of said, you know, are you sure you want to do that? Like, don't get me wrong. And that's easy, that's the easiest route for me to be for me to help you. Mm-hmm. But um realistically, is that you know going to happen and like you said it just the reality of it just doesn't happen like that so what I like to do you know on things like I I have like a superwoman program for you know women across the UK and all that sort of stuff and uh, basically what we do is you know each week we just focus on one area or maybe just like one umbrella sort of area and, and a few little action steps within that area um and you focus on nothing else forget about everything else forget about chocolate and treats and reducing salt and sugar and all that sort of stuff like there's you know there's a million areas in nutrition you can focus on are you going to focus on a million areas from week one like that's ridiculous don't worry about it so we literally focus in week one on what does like a healthy balanced you know diet look like so it you know we'll give them like two or three different areas are you staying even just a simple staying hydrated or something like that Mm. are you focusing on staying hydrated every day if not fantastic there's something we've got to work on if you are already doing that don't worry we'll move on to the next area which is you know minimum five a day i would i'd love everybody to have six or seven every day there's countries around the world where that's completely normal by the way that's just a yeah. A government recommendation in the UK mm. uh, from for a Western diet, but anyway, 
Um, so, you know, let's say we're focusing on at least two litres of water per day and we're also having, you know, five or six portions of fruit and veg per day, regardless of calories, regardless of if you're still having chocolate digesters with every cup of tea every day and you're having five cups of tea every day and all that sort of stuff. Regardless of all that, we're literally focusing on those two and that's it. Week two, we'll take a look at something like, I don't know, protein. And, you know, how do you work out how much protein you need for you personally um, within reason and your levels of physical activity and your goals and all that. Um, and then we give them like a big food list full of lots of protein sources. And, you know, you just go through ticking. I don't like tofu. I don't like this. I don't like that. I'm not too big fan of turkey or something but i do like salmon i do like this i do like mussels i do like blah 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 and then we start piecing together a way for them to start working on just protein for that week and it starts snowballing then so week two week three week four week five you know when you get to week 12 with an approach like that 12 weeks actually isn't that long It, it you know it's wait it's more than long enough to have a create a massive impact but do you know once you just stick with a principle like that and just don't worry about everything else focus on one area or a handful of areas implement another couple the next week implement another couple the next week by 12 weeks you know you've made some significant you know changes and 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 gained a lot of ground towards your goals and then the second phase really is just looking at sustainability so you know you, you've learned what you need to do, you know, like 80, 90 percent of the things that give the biggest return on your investment in your nutrition uh, results wise. Um, how do we maintain that so that you do that for, you know, not just like we said, until you get into your wedding dress? How are you going to do that for the next 50 years? You know, that sort of thing, you know, and then, yeah. then we start taking a look at those areas. Um, and, and that's what it's all about. You know, for, for me, it's it's about. And again, that can tie into the accountability that we mentioned in there. You know, you could have written in your diary, forget about everything else. Day one, literally at the end of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, how much litres, how many litres, question mark. And in a little box, you just write two litres, 1.5, three, two, two. There you're accountable. You've got some. You've got a system in place now to gauge your progress day to day. Don't just say you're going to, oh, I'm going to improve my water intake. Brilliant. Where are you now? Where... <clears throat> <clears throat> where do you want to be and how are you going to gauge that as you go along um but then over the course of six months let's say you've you know you've made some fantastic changes in your life you might have dropped a few dress sizes or bulked up you know like got an, you might have an eight pack by then i don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i i like that especially the the the, uh, the diary or the book idea i think alan arrogan brought up uh something similar in terms of some non-tracking methods that he uses with some clients at the uh the recent day he did with martin mcdonald um which i really liked and it was basically um <clears throat> almost the same thing like a calendar where you kind of just write a number in of how adherent you've been to your diet whatever it is obviously you're kind of you're focusing for and obviously you know nine ten or whatever you know and, and yeah, it's kind, yeah. of, kind of exactly that it just creates a system where people suddenly feel like oh i don't want to break it you know i've written in yeah. 15 days straight here i'm not going to forget one day or whatever else yeah. and I think that's a really cool idea, especially like for anything. It can be for hydration or, like, say, how compliant you've been, or whether you had your five a day, or you know, whatever you're trying to track. I think it's a really good kind of non-tracking tracking tracking method for anyone could just pick up and do because all you need is a calendar. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And I think the other thing, maybe it's a nice way to kind of finish that part of it off in terms of the things you said around um, the, the the smaller processes thing to focus on so i guess you're kind of talking around being process orientated rather than any <clears> goal orientated so i yeah. think that's quite nice because i guess one of the things is like all these poor habits that we all have or had 
um, they didn't develop one day to the next. So do you expect yeah. them to have good habits to follow like in one week? No, this, yeah, this, yeah. this whole Change 12 in a week. <laughs> exactly. So this whole kind of 12 weeks of stuff you're talking about, that snowboard, and that's exactly that, in that you're developing these habits for a long time, aren't you? So Big time. Cool. <laughs> have you got anything else you want to add on that? Anything else um, got really important that we haven't really covered or... Not really, no. I mean, I'll, we'll probably end the Skype call. And go, oh my God, how did I not bring this? this <laughs> yeah. Um, I always but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure we can uh, do some posts on Facebook or like, you know, help the guys in the group and stuff like that with anything that we might have missed out on at a later date. Awesome. Well, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I think we've uh, done more than enough to change the world from here. So Cool. <laughs> cool. Let's change that world. So before you go, um, we always like to ask some non-nutritional related questions just for the bounce so yeah, yeah. um i think that'd be quite cool so uh yeah, I'm bro. less so this one this one you're embargoed from one particular answer beginning with p and ending in a and then might have a couple okay, of okay. what is your um what is your favorite flexible food so flexible flex, food. flexible you know if it fits your macros bro so yeah okay sort of junk. so i'm a massive fan of um uh, just you know curries basically indian curries um, one of the things that I, we have regularly is that Thai green chicken curry. Um, there's no way I make the paste and stuff like that myself. I'm not doing that, not for Thai curries anyway. Um, but yeah, you know, we, uh, you, you know, there's stuff like that that we have on a regular basis. The thing is, again, like with with curries, it's another way of you feel as though you're almost having something like not naughty, but you know, like a, a treat type food, and you're getting a lot of food, but it's also a ridiculously good way of just easily up in protein intakes yeah easily incorporating minimum two of your five a day in each of those meals you have one or two three curries per week you're you're laughing on the micronutrient stuff Mm. um and again you know it gets to the weekend you know one of those curries that we'd make it would be something like a slow cooker butter chicken recipe which maybe is a little bit more calorie dense a little bit more you know definitely a treat meal type of thing if you like which we, we love doing, you know, happy days. We don't, we don't have that five times a week. We might have that every few weeks or something like yeah. that. Well, um, if only you could smell my kitchen, mate, because I, at the moment, <laughs> at the moment, in fact, I could probably, you ain't going to see it, but uh, over there is a slow cooker with a tikka masala. It's been bubbling away all day. I slow cook it. So, yeah. yeah. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, oh, see, it's just, it's fate. Um, no, but you did sidestep the question slightly. So, um, in that, I you can only pick junk, and I, I now want you to tell me okay, for one okay, junk, okay, junk food. So, because obviously you're like the you're the uber nutritionist, so which is obviously why you have to go down the you know the the fake away route, almost is what I like to call it. I know, yeah, I do like cheats pizzas with tortilla wraps instead of pizza bases. Yeah, stuff I, like. I do. Loads okay, of those. okay. So let's conclude. Let's conclude. So the thing that we would have. Um, you know, every every couple of weeks or something like that would just be like a dirty Chinese. It's as simple as that. You know, Chinese. something like you know the go-to would be like Peking chicken, nice. something full of sugar. Yeah. Um, and we'd have we've got to have some sort of like barbecue dip and like you know the prawn crackers you get with it, and some maybe some ribs or something. You know, nice. uh, or duck wraps. I love hoisin sauce. Absolutely love the hoisin sauce. Um, but yeah, so that that would probably be no good answer. That would probably be my my go. Cheers, Chinese, cheers. The correct correct answer. The correct answer. No, no. Chinese, <laughs> Chinese food is good. We've had we've had some good some different answers um, yeah. across all the guests we've had, but we haven't had Chinese food yet, which is, yeah. is always my my wife is like the biggest Chinese food 
fan ever. Whenever it's like, we'll have a takeaway. She's like, Kerry Chunnies. I'm like, again? Christ. Hey, guess, get that last some goalie glove. She's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> I like Sign it. Her up. Um, <laughs> next one then. So, um, what's the best burger place joint you've ever visited? All right, you're not going to know where this is. I know the, the answer immediately, right? Go on, then. Like There's a it. place called um, Shields Bar, so Shields, um, and it's just literally a pub in the absolute middle of nowhere in Ireland, where it's quite near where I was born, um, and my family lives there. Do you know, like um, Father Ted? You know, like yeah. Craggy Island, that yeah, type yeah. of thing. That, imagine that type of place, right? Yeah. And in like a little valley. There's just a pub and a post office and a petrol station, and that's it for like 20 miles around or whatever, yeah. or maybe 10. <clears throat> it's that type of place. And people literally get taxis and stuff from all over in the surrounding areas to this place because it's just it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I can't even describe why. Like, we just had this burger, and I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. Like, Were you drunk? Burger wise. No, I wasn't actually. <laughs> it was in Ireland, and I probably, was probably drunk <laughs> late, say, well, later on in the drunk. evening. Um, but yeah, it's just it was just ridiculous. I mean, like the onion rings were just so crispy and light and yeah. fluffy, and like it's just yeah, yeah. I was cool. I was incredibly happy with that. So that definitely doesn't help anybody else unless you really well, want to venture into. They might, maybe, may, yeah. Exactly. Some nowhere. people might be in Ireland in the middle of nowhere and think, right, I've got to find this bar. It's, yeah, <laughs> I, I have to ask that question because obviously I am a, like a burger addict. So okay, and I, and well, I'm, what about what's yours? Um, Oh, it's always uh, Blicker uh, Street in London. So okay. um, there's a few of them around. So the small window, well, it is a chain because there's four or five of them now, but it's an independent. Yeah. Um, there's a cool backstory to it as well in that the woman that started it started on a burger van uh, on South Bank, I think. I think it was South Bank. Um, but basically she was a New York stockbroker or something like that. Right. And just like had a burger in the New York um, Blicker Street in a place there. Loved it. Went in for like a year, voluntary, do it like learn how to, to make basically make burgers, and then just come over to London, set up a burger van. Now she's got five. Oh, do you, know, do you know that that's just that's just she's got a book written all over there. You know, yeah, I know. She needs, I know. To, she needs to release something. I want to read about her story. Now. I, would, I, <laughs> I love be, stuff like that. I wouldn't be surprised if she hasn't, but um, it's quite a cool thing. Because <laughs> stockbroker, I'm assuming she was you know kind of financially secure and she, like, yeah, you know, yeah, she, of course. She, she followed her passion, which would be my passion in burgers. If I wasn't a nutritionist, I'd be a burger eating like crazy homeless man or something. can you imagine what my passion would be if i wasn't a nutritionist i think it might be making <laughs> dough pizza rather than money mm, but... possibly. <laughs> <laughs> cool right um is there anyone you've ever disliked for no reason or actually let's let's open it up to anything so is there anything you've disliked and thought about actually that was for no reason um <laughs> You put me on the spot there. Jeez, these have. questions are awesome. This is a good one. No, but, but feel feel free. Don't like. I was going to say, feel free to call someone out if you want. No, I'm. Wait, Mark, Mark, I'll give you. Mark okay, I call some. I will call someone out. Okay, um, because cool. he knew. I mean, I think he knew. Actually, yeah, he does know that I've I've had this discussion with him before. So I started college, Chesterfield College, uh, doing sports science, obviously, um, and on the first day, I was like you know, two or three minutes late to, I don't know, probably maybe even 10 minutes, I don't know, late to the first class. Uh, and I sat down and there was like loads of spaces, you know, where nobody really knew each other. So like nobody was sat next to each other. Everybody was like on their own. And 
you know, so there's a few people that I could have picked to sat, sit next to. And there was like on the right hand side, there's a lad called Jack. And then there's like over here on the left, there's a lad called Jake. And Jack just looked like a typical, like, um, do you know, like a bit of an alpha male, cocky, arrogant, quite a good looking lad. Like he'd probably just be like, you know, he's got a million beards on the go all at once and all. So, and I just, look, I, I, I do my best to get on with everybody, but like, I've just got no time for that type of person. So it's just like, I'm not sitting next to him. No way. I'm going to go sit over here next to the other lad. Um, and he brought it up actually, you know, we actually, he's a really good guy. He's um, a <laughs> gym, gym manager out in uh, Derbyshire somewhere. Um, we've been in touch regularly and uh, yeah, he's just a generally good guy. He was like, can I just ask you, like, why did you just, why didn't you sit next to me? I was like the closest person to sit next to you. He just went past me to sit somewhere else. <laughs> I said, like, I just thought you were, you look like a dick. Like, <laughs> just did. Sorry, mate. <laughs> I think that's, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I'll give you Martin's word as a bit of a, a cue. That's worked out quite well. Because basically he said Jamie Alderton. He basically said, I yeah. hated Jamie Alderton. Just said he looked like a prick <laughs> or something on the lines. But he said, now, wow. now, now I kind of got to, met him and got to know him. Actually, he's a really good dude. I was like, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Like people can genuinely look like idiots, but you just kind of get this impression that they're not. People say about me all the time, but then they're probably right. Um, yeah. I'm a bit of a bell end, so. Or, definitely. Or, or, or if Davina had a way, what she called me, a, a knob jockey. So oh, yeah. She's definitely <laughs> right. <laughs> celebrity fallout I know yeah, that's my claim to fame I've used that in icebreakers now you can die uh, a happy man I can. I can I can um, <laughs> right uh, let's make this penultimate this is quite a yeah. big big question as well and it doesn't have to be nutrition related um, well that can be but what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given best piece of advice I've ever been given is um, if you pursue a job or again the, the person that said it was uh, they said you know do a job that you love doing you'll never have to do a day's work in your life basically <clears throat> and I was 14 and I was at a family do and that stuck in my head for my whole life mm. and that's literally basically made me make decisions that have, have been the result yeah. of where I am today basically <clears throat> and again I'd just like to add to that not, not necessarily job but you know like we said earlier on, passion that, you know, whatever you absolutely love doing. Like one of my best friends, him and his beautiful wife have literally just left their teaching jobs because they want to pursue their, you know, passion of, of folk music. And again, it's just like a completely alien world to me. I don't get it. Um, but they're huge. You know, they've been on, you know, BBC introducing and like doing, you know, like country file live and stuff like that. And all that type of music fits in with it. They're just touring all over the UK right now doing yeah. that. I mean, oh, cool. I again, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying just pursue, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, just, like, get rid of everything. Leave your job tomorrow. Like, you don't have to do that. Um, I needed to because, like I said, I, I need stress. I need something to give me a kick in the proverbials um, yeah. to get me into action. And, you know, if I'm going to lose my house, if I don't create a, a, a decent business – then I end up going, right, best, best create a decent yeah. business. Then, you know? um, and that works for me. Other people might actually work on their passion for a year like that lady did you uh, were talking about earlier on. Maybe not full time and just leave their job unless you have the position to do so. But maybe in evenings, at weekends and stuff, um, mm. do the stuff that you love. Like I did my education, you know, even at master's level, it was part time uh, with the Olympic Committee. You know, again, part time evenings, weekends. You know, it took up a lot of time and, and, a, and a ridiculous amount of finances, which, by the way, they didn't tell me at the time. Um, Scott signed up to the Olympic Committee. I was like, oh, my God, best day of my life. And 
tried to get a student loan for it. It's like, oh, which university are you at? And I was like, oh, it's not. It's the Olympic Committee. It's like, no university number, you know, no, fee, no, no funding, mate. Uh, Sorry. I was, oh, that's amazing. Fantastic. I'll just like find six grand. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, on a part-time job at the time and all that stuff. But anyway, you know, following that passion 100%. Um, but again, in the way that fits for you, you know, you can build it up evenings, weekends, and then after six months or something, um, again, do some of that goal setting that we were saying earlier on. And you never know, in six months, you could be setting up your own golf course or something or like, you know, opening yeah. a restaurant or, you know, making pizzas. Making pizzas, yeah. Making it's, pizzas, it's, it's funny because Greg Slater said exactly that to me the first time I met him from Lift the Bar. So he said to me, like, don't don't basically just jump out of your canoe into the water, just try to follow your passion because for a lot of people, they drown. He said it's not a sensible thing to do despite the whole, you know, like find a job that you enjoy or passion you never work in any life. He said that's that you do need to do that, but it needs to be, Kind of sensibly rode to the side rather than just jumping out for, for a lot of people. So, yeah. Definitely. Right. So, last question. It's um, always a bit of a mouthful, so you probably might need to pay attention to it. But would, <laughs> would you rather be attacked by one horse sized duck or 100 duck sized horses? Uh, so, right. Okay. You've, you've confused. You, you, this is the so, easiest confused paddy in the world here. Right. Start again. So, yeah. So just repeat it again. Yeah. So would you rather be attacked by one horse-sized duck, so a giant duck, yeah. like massive, like, you know, we're talking 20-hand horse or something, you know, like Yeah, huge. like a beak like this. Yeah, or a hundred duck-sized horses. So just bear in mind, I like to really um, describe and articulate the, the muscularity of a horse. Yeah, but that's, in, but that's like, a lot of mass, Like mid-shin height, yeah, it is. Um, and obviously, a hundred of them running at you, or whatever. I don't know, however you could imagine that they would be as vicious. Um, I'm assuming like stampede style, really. But yeah, I'm assuming they're fast as well, even yeah, though they're well, small. Yeah, they're designed be, to be fast, aren't they're, they? They're gonna be lightning. So you can't really run away from that. So I, but maybe the duck's got quite a large stride pattern. And a, huge, the duck, and, a, and a huge beak, and also ducks, in my experience, can, are pretty aggressive. And they can fly. So they can fly, yeah. Because I mean, you can't, you can't even like climb up a tree it could swoop in oh jesus that's really tough yeah. i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the duck one i'm gonna go with the duck one um there's too many of the others you've got to, you've got to run away from a hundred things like you could like close a door or something come through the dog flap or anything right yeah. whereas the duck one it's just one thing you for you you know you i don't know play hide and seek really well or something that's your that's your thing yeah. then uh fantastic you've you've made it I like it. You're the, you're, Jump down uh, a grate or something, maybe. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to be thinking for this for hours now. <laughs> well, uh, like if, if, if you're going to go with a the one duck, then as in the one horse-sized duck, you're only the second person outside of me um, yeah. that has chosen it. So, so yeah. bros, yeah. Like well it. done, you. Well done, yes. you. You chose the right answer. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> most, most, most people go with the horses saying, yeah, I could just kick the shit out of him. So. That's like kicking a fucking yeah, wooden block or something. It's a horse. A hundred of them. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, like you say, you'd, you'd stub your toe on three. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think. Duck-sized horses. I think even <laughs> if you like boot, exactly. And I think even if you booted as hard as you could one horse, I still think it'd probably hurt you a reasonable amount. Who are these people, by the way? That's mental. That's know, a no-brainer situation. Like, did Martin say that? Did Martin get that one? Uh, I think he was the only other person actually that went for a duck. 
Right. That's so, cool. right. Okay. So this is this could easily be used as like an IQ test. Yeah. Maybe. Massively. Yeah. yeah. Just a filter for. Yeah. Anyway, which, that's which, fine. Which says fine. says a lot about Matt Morgan and Ed and Johnny yeah. and everyone else because yeah. they're all going for for horses for all of yeah. the, the hundred horses. So couldn't which, agree more. Which which is why this episode's probably been our best episode because none of them are on it. <laughs> it's been peaceful mate it's been we've actually had like a bit of clarity and a bit of quiet to actually make some reasonable discussions exactly. take place right. instead of literally just take giving me pineapple memes all day and stuff. <laughs> yeah sorry about, sorry about that okay. actually yeah that's you that does that as well yeah, yeah. um no no uh, I just want to say a big thank you for coming on and sparing the time. I know how busy you are, and obviously I know you've still got another. Even though it's quarter past seven at night, you've probably got ten hours of work left to still do tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to got to be doing Uber 100%. grind, grind life. Hashtag fit pro and all that stuff. So. It's to be fair. It's only because it's Christmas and New Year, and I just want to like have a nice, peaceful, family, friends orientated week or two. Um, I could take the foot off the gas and spread it out over that time, but I'd prefer to get loads and loads of stuff done now, so I can. Uh, you could say I'm buffering, which, yeah. uh, you know, mm. nice little transition into the nutrition stuff we've been Absol- talking about. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Probably one of my preferred approaches. Um, cool. Well, honestly, a big thank you, mate. Um, You're very welcome. Lo- anytime, buddy. Well, well, I'm sure we'll have another opportunity to get you back on again and talk about some other stuff. Hopefully not some of the content of that we've talked about on other podcasts. Like, <laughs> I'm just referring to the message that I sent you on Facebook earlier about not swearing. <laughs> um, but yeah no um just before we finish then do you want to shout out how if anyone wants to either know more about you uh, use you use your services any pts out there that want to hook up uh, all this sort of stuff or if you've got anything that you're yeah, plugging at the moment, shout it out yeah so um basically everything that i do is through facebook as you as you mentioned right at the start there you know i'm a bit of a I, I, I use more colourful ways to describe myself, but a Facebook, um, I'm addicted to putting posts out, okay? Very, very regular posts and things like that. Mm-hmm. So generally speaking, a lot of people see that and they interact on there um, and they just send me a private message and just say, hey, Shane, how's it going? Give me a little bit more information on X, Y, and Z. You know, I should be one of these, you know, international gurus with, a, you know, funnels to send people to and stuff. And I just haven't got any of those. I, I just haven't. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Everything goes through Facebook. So just send me send me a personal message. Um, if you want my email address, again, just send me a little message. I'll send that across to you. I probably don't want to put it on here in case I start getting, you know, I don't know, emails and stuff about pineapple offers and stuff from select people. <laughs> I know how that could potentially be used. So, um but yeah, so I'm on Facebook. It's Shane J, as in the letter J, Nugent, and then MSC at the end. So there, I don't think there's anyone else on Facebook that's got like such a specific name. Yeah. So but you'll see me on there with like all nutrition stuff and logos and on there and stuff, all that sort of stuff. So feel free to connect, send a little message out. More than happy to, um, you know, have a chat with anybody that needs help, no matter what it is, if they you know want to lose weight or if it's PTs needing some outsourcing stuff. Um, and if I can't help, I've always recommended people that I know who will help them with whatever it is. Um, so yeah, win-win situation cool. for everybody there. More than happy to catch up. Cool, thank you, mate. Well, we'll we'll link up some stuff in the show notes anyway, just to make it easy for people to find you. Um, Love it. Cool, right. Well, uh, I suppose the listeners listening, what are we talking here? So this will be the Sunday, which will be Christmas Eve. This will go out. So Merry Christmas, everyone. And Merry Christmas to you, obviously, and the family as well, mate. Obviously, because it's your first Christmas as a married couple. Right. Yeah, that's correct. Absolutely cool. correct. Yeah, she cool. seems to be a lot kinder to me these days. I don't what, know why. Since, what? Since you're married? 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like maybe we've got to live with each other permanently, you know, for the rest of our lives. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, that might be it. Yeah. I can't say I'm any nicer to her. <laughs> I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. Right. Well, let, let's end it there. So I'll push the yeah, button. Yeah, no worries so, at all. Uh, thank Thanks you, mate. Thanks for having me. Speak soon. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.